Hey, hey, Super Gluer. Welcome back to the Super Glue Podcast. I'm your host, Meredith McNerney. And if you're like me, you are being pulled in a million directions because you are the super glue to so many. Hey, we're here to just relax a little bit. Let's kick back, share in a morning prayer, and then gear up for a kick-ass day. And today, we're going to talk about habit stacking. Oh my gosh, I'm kind of having way too much fun building this episode in the background over here. And I've been thinking about this a whole lot for a while. I've wanted to talk to you about habit stacking for a while. So this episode is finally here. And I just think this is a really fun topic. I hope you enjoy it. But I'm going to ask you, do you ever stretch while blow drying your hair? Or do you ever brush your teeth and walk around to try to add steps to your tracker. These are forms of habit stacking. So habit stacking is really about building in new habits while doing things that we already do. And so I want to give credit where credit is due. Uh, there's a great article from Atomic Habits um, that you know helped me to really plan uh, for this episode. And so I want to give credit to uh, James Clear who wrote this really great book, uh, and I definitely highly recommend it. And it's Tiny Changes, Remarkable Results. So um, I love this concept of habit stacking. And, and he talks about how in 2007, researchers at Oxford University started looking around in the brains of newborn babies. And they found that comparing newborn brains to adult brains, that the average adult had 41% fewer neurons than the average baby. What? Okay, so what's going on here? Well, it has a lot to do with our brain's ability to master our mental and physical performance. So something happens to us called synaptic pruning. You may have heard this before, but basically it's where we were first to understand that synapses are making connections between the neurons in our brain. So it's where those uh, the, the, those firing connections are happening and we're able to make sense of information and that's happening in that space where the synapses are sort of talking to one another. But we know from science that the brain prunes away, cuts away, gets rid of connections between neurons that really aren't being used. And we do that for efficiency. So that's why sometimes it can feel like learning something new is a lot easier when we're younger. It's not that we can't rebuild these neurons, by the way. We certainly can. We can change habits. We can learn uh, to do things with ease and expertise if we practice and do them over time. But essentially, if we're not really using the part of the brain, let's say that musical part of the brain, then we're going to prune those unused connections. All right, so that's helpful information and it helps us understand the link and the differences between newborn baby brains and adult brains. So we know, like, you know, when you think about a baby brain, it's it's a blank canvas and um and they're just ready to learn. But then over time, you know, we're gonna focus on the parts of our brain that we really are using most often. So this idea of habit stacking that the author talks about is really that. He says, yes, we have this synaptic pruning, okay, and uh, this happens to us, but we really can start to rebuild new habits and take advantage of our brain's ability to habit stack. And it's a special type of habit that helps us to remember 
to do something that we know is good for us. So there's like a little formula that he talks about. And he he says it such as, before or after I do a current habit, I will now add in this new habit. And he gives a couple of examples that I think are really awesome. Like uh, he says, after I pour my cup of coffee each morning, I will meditate for one minute. He goes on to say, after I take off my work shoes, I will immediately change into my workout clothes. After I sit down to dinner, I will say one thing I'm grateful for that happened today. After I get into bed at night, I will give my partner a kiss. After I put on my running shoes, I will text a friend or family member where I'm running and how long it'll take me. So he talks about the reason why this works for us is because we already have certain habits that we're doing and the brain likes these patterns and linking a new habit is much easier for the brain than starting over. So it got me to thinking about me and how I um, would apply this to my life. And it reminded me that there's a real difference between habit stacking and multitasking. And I don't think he at all is suggesting multitasking, which is quite different. But for me, I've been in the mode of multitasking for so long, and I've really tried to break myself of this because I think it really does rob us sometimes of calm and our joy because we're just doing too much at the same time. So for example, while I'm cooking dinner, a lot of times like I might have like you know, onions and carrots and celery simmering on uh, the stove, and I'm like, I'm going to make something really delicious. And then I start running around cleaning up in the kitchen, which is, by the way, I mean, sure, we're going to clean as we go. But I'm talking about like, I start to get distracted or I pick up my phone and I start answering an email. And do you know the number of times that I have burned onions? Oh my God. And by the way, like that just does not taste good. And, or I've really messed up something that I was cooking because I didn't pay attention because I'm off doing something else. So for me, I had to remind myself, I was like, habit stacking is not multitasking, right? It's not about doing two really big things at a time. What he's actually talking about is something that I'm already doing is a trigger to remind me to do something else that I want to start implementing. So I started doing this with blow drying my hair. I actually find it really annoying to blow dry my hair. I don't like to do it, but I have to, or I'd be like a big frizzball if I didn't put some effort into blow drying my hair. But I also have been, oh, trying to remind myself to stretch more because I just don't like to stretch and I don't do it enough. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try this habit stacking thing. And y'all, it is great. Like now I'm in the bathroom, I've got my blow dryer going and I've got my leg up on the counter and I'm trying to stretch and blow dry my hair at the same time. A silly example, but definitely has uh, not only made me laugh, but has really, you know, helped me to kind of get things done. The other thing is I realized that I sit way too much. Oh my gosh, because I'm on the computer and I'm, you know, getting things done, but I'm sitting way, way, way too much. So I've been trying to add in like little ways to get more steps. How do I do that? And I'm not talking about full on exercise different from full-on exercise. I just mean like movement throughout the day. So um, I've been trying to like, when I brush my teeth, I'll brush my teeth and walk around like the entire upstairs, like make a, you know, loop around or whatever, and then head back to the bathroom. It sounds so dumb, but these little things have definitely helped me to get more steps in and get more stretching in. 
So my challenge to you, super gluer, is to really think about some areas in your life where you want to add in a little habit stacking, especially where you have uh, areas of stress, right, in your life. And maybe you need to be reminded to breathe. And by breathing, you know, it would just kind of help you uh, calm down or handle a particular situation. So like if I know I've got to go into you know, a weekly call that I'm not really fond of. Um, I'm going to couple that with some water breathing and, you know, those kinds of things. I think it can make life a little bit more fun, can also help us to get in some of the habits that we're hoping to get in that way. Maybe we've been struggling uh, to find time for. And also I just think overall, it helps us to create those connections and get neurons firing and keep our, or not neurons firing, but keep our synapses firing Um, and just really make those connections in our brain. So this week, as we talk about habit stacking, I want to share a couple of scriptures with you that I think are really good and uh, can be really, really helpful in helping us think about different habits that we want to add. And one is uh, Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And the reason why I chose this particular scripture when I think about habit stacking is a lot of times we're going through the day and just, you know, going through the motions and we're doing things on autopilot and we're not taking the time to really get control of the thoughts in our minds. And those thoughts, wow, can really take us down a rabbit hole. I mean, we can be brushing our teeth And things are going well, and then a thought enters our mind, and suddenly we're running wild with that thought, and we are off to the races with negativity or just repetitive behaviors that are unhealthy, and our minds have a way of doing that. And so for me, like adding in a habit beyond the stretching and beyond the steps that I want to get in is also just really being habitual about the number of times throughout the day that I'm stopping to intentionally pray in that moment, whatever it is that I might be wrestling with, that instead of ruminating, I turn that back into prayer. And even thinking about, you know, when that, that thought pops up, being mindful of how long I'm letting that thought go on before I stop it. And that's why I think that habit stacking can be absolutely the most powerful if we, you know, think of things like when I get my coffee, I'll take a minute to meditate as uh, the author suggested. I think, you know, that to me really resonated because it's like, I want to build in these thoughtful pauses throughout the day that help me to discern to be present, to get control of my mind and to say uh, a prayer because that in and of itself is the best habit of all when we are uh, habitually in prayer and we're not letting go um, of of that prayer that can really uh, give us more freedom and and really give our uh, spirits more love and less fear. And so I also thought this one was great. The second Timothy one seven, which says, For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And good habits are about self-control. But man, fear, fear is a very, very, very overwhelming emotion. And a lot of it comes from our thoughts. And so really, if we can 
stack some habits to pause and and get a hold of our thoughts, it allows us to have a little bit more self-control and really wrestle with that fear inside so that we're not acting on fear. We're not operating out of fear. So overall, uh, as we bow our heads in prayer this morning, I'm going to ask for more intentional pausing in my life to habit stack in a way that brings me more joy and meditation and mindfulness and prayer. And with that, if you would join me in a morning prayer, that would be awesome. So we can pray as a community. Father God, thank you so much for every time you teach us more and more about the power of our minds and you only want what is good and healthy and whole for us. And you want us to be able to feel feel love and self-control instead of fear. And by giving us the Holy Spirit, you've equipped us with the ability to pause and stop ourselves before we go down the rabbit hole of fear. Help us to build habits of prayer, that habit stacking would be inviting more of you into our lives, that we will habit stack to know you and love you and be with you more often so that we can rid ourselves of windy thoughts and fear generating thoughts and instead focus on the present moment. I ask all this in Jesus name. Hey, super gluer, get out there and have a kick ass day. Bye.